On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be celebrating one year of our podcast by discussing the 1990 Jesse Ventura epic Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe, as chosen by one of our listeners. Cinema Cavalcade for our one-year celebration episode. I'm Brandon, and as always with me is your answer box co-hoster, Colin. Welcome. You're going to be entertained, you jerks. Cult Cinema Cavalcade is a bi-weekly movie podcast that finds Colin and myself discussing a film from cinema's past considered, but not limited, to being a cult classic. As a disclaimer, every episode will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. This episode features the discussion of Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe, as chosen for us by our wonderful listener, Brian. Cullen, what does Brian's pick entail? An alien policeman arrives on Earth to apprehend a renegade of his own race who impregnates a woman with a potentially destructive mutant embryo. Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe, is written and directed by Damian Lee and stars Jesse Ventura, Sven Ol Thorson, Marjorie Bransfield, Francis Mitchell, and a cameo from Jim Belushi. Well, we've done it. One whole year of cult cinema cavalcade episodes. Uh, we stuck to the mission. We got you episodes every other week and even bonus episodes to boot. But for a quick second, reflecting on that, you can find us at cultcinemacavalcade.com where you can leave us a comment. Colin, what other places could you find us at? Well, we're also on Twitter. Our handle, CC Cavalcade. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook. Just look up Cult Cinema Cavalcade. We're the only one. And you know what? If you want to get a hold of us, uh, questions, comments, concerns, mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. And if you don't like listening on our website or you don't, you want something to do the work for you to deliver the episode, subscribe to us on iTunes. That thing will download every Monday. You don't even have to, you, you click one button once, and then every time we release something, it comes right to you. It couldn't be, it couldn't be easier. There's no excuse not to be involved. There, there is no excuse. It, and after you subscribe, you can rate the show. How simple is this? Mm-hmm. It couldn't be simpler. Short of us driving to where you live and doing it for you, and we just don't have time for that. We've been doing this for a year we know you listen and we'd like to hear from you more we want to be interactive with you guys we want to watch these movies with you we want to know what movies you want us to watch we we got very good response i think for this uh one year celebration episode 
where we let listeners pick. We want more. Su- we want more suggestions. We want. We want to know what you want us to talk about and watch. And this isn't like we're not a jukebox, but we like the suggestions. We like to know that maybe we're on the same page. Maybe hey, let's bump this one up in our scheduling order. Or you know, wow, didn't think of that. Yes, a, a Brexit was in our our schedule. We didn't know when it was going to come up, but someone said suggested it. We said, all right, now is the time. We will do a Braxis because it's been requested. The time felt right. So here it is. We've been trying to line it up with the next uh, Jesse Ventura movie, but... <laughs> I guess we could have uh, waited until uh, The Predator came out, but who knows when that's actually going to get released. So it, it's good just to do it now. Yeah. But yeah, we've you know we've been doing this for one year. We appreciate the listeners. We, you know, even though like that one little comment, you know, like oh, keep up the good work, guys, or just like a, hey, we'd like to see you do this. To know, like, to hear back from you guys, it means it means the world to us. It's it's pretty awesome, and and keep you know keeps us going. Like it it makes it feel like we're not just throwing this out into space. Yeah, if uh, if if you, if you want to send some candid pics, uh, that's fine too. Any kind of interaction is welcome to this point. Right. Nothing illegal. Nothing illegal. Nothing illegal. But yeah, one year, Cullen, and we started with The Wizard of Speed and Time. Uh, a year ago, I think it was like a, a day before this day to the date, or a day after, that we dropped it, and we've been on a march since. Pretty smoothly, I'd say. Yes, uh, it's been one year, and these movies have nothing to do with each other. We haven't come full circle or anything like that. Yes. This is just <laughs> the next mo- movie that we're talking about. Yeah, and that's kind of the fun with it. We don't want to like get stuck on certain genres too much. or, or so we, we try to spread out the, the uh, eras with which the movies come in, but come on, folks. The 80s is just too much fun. There's too much juicy stuff. Canon Studios was a thing. I mean, that we're going to go to that well a few times. I mean, I mean this wasn't, we haven't this even got a, to Full Moon either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've had what a trauma movie, just one. So, yeah, we're not going to be exclusively '80s, but there's a lot of a lot of prime cuts in there to share. Good stuff, bad stuff, crazy stuff. It was a, it was a decade where they just said f it and they went for it, and there were so many small studios just trying to do something. And yeah, I mean, some of my favorites have, have been in there. Colin, you have any particular favorites from this past year? Maybe something that just like enlightened you, or was like, yep, that was good, or I was so happy to talk about that movie. I was really happy to share vibrations with everyone. <laughs> the the uh, Christina Applegate movie. That's stu- that's about a homeless guy that gets his hands cut off and becomes a rave DJ. That is something I'm glad that we're we were able to share because no one seems to remember that that thing exists. Yeah, yeah, that was oh my gosh, that was only like our second time watching it, but man, that was a good it one. Is, that was it, a that was a tough one to find uh, clips to use in that episode too. It's a it's a very rare movie, even though it was on Netflix when we found it. Yeah. This time around, <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 just so out, off the radar of everyone, and there's like almost no clips of it online. It's just a, such a it's just such a movie that you just look at it and think, who thought this was a good idea? And I, when we were at Indie Popcon, we would tell people about it, and just the the description, people's eyes go, what? 
<laughs> that can't be a movie. Like it is. It's on Netflix. Or at least it was. I'm not sure if it still is. Yeah. But I hope it is. That'd be fantastic. Was there was there a movie that you were happy to share, Brandon? I'd have to say I think we we rocked January kicking off the new year. We we started with Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which mm-hmm. we bought a good friend of the show, Matt Pelser, on. Mm-hmm. And and then we followed it up with Savage Streets, the Linda Blair movie. And that was like, I, I love that back-to-back. It was pretty awesome, those two weeks in a row with those movies. And Savage Streets was one I'm like, I can't wait to do this one. And we got to, we did it yeah. in year one. Yeah, if, if, if you like action and, and rocking bodies, it was a... It was a one-two punch. Then also, you know, forever I had been waiting on Dangerous Men to finally come to home video. Yeah, that that was a treat to share with everyone because that is just. I was like, I well, I hadn't seen it. I'd only heard, and I'd seen like the the little draft house trailer. I was like, please get this. I want this now. And you know, I couldn't I couldn't find any sort of early way to watch it until it actually got released on Blu-ray and. It is still jaw-droppingly ridiculous. I-, I will tell you this, folks. We've got some other things coming up this year that are guaranteed to be as jaw-dropping ridiculous, if not more so. It we we got some stuff in the docket that will make your head hurt more mm-hmm. than a tack hammer being jammed in your forehead. Yes, definitely. Got a lot of exciting things. I mean, year one was great, but there were still things, you know, we... Are waiting to do as well. I mean, this show we him and Colin and I have talked about it, and we we pretty much got an endless scourge of things to hit. Yeah, and thankfully, I, you folks have given us some stuff too that were uh, that are definitely added to the list at some point. It's yeah. just that it's a matter of when we get to it. That's all. Yeah, and the, the thing was great is we were talking like we are we are at this time we are still staying bi-weekly. Uh, we like that format, but. We were even talking like, even if we did a weekly episode, we would never run out of stuff. We have got that much. That it's weird. true. It's absolutely true. And we do bonus episodes too. So, so you're getting more than uh, bi-weekly or um, yeah, every other week, whatever, whatever the right term is. You're getting more than that. Yes, our um, our average is just skewing over every other week. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so speaking of with listeners and picks, we have a Braxis. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I win. See you soon at Braxis. Cullen, you were familiar with this one before. I yes. I was a new uh, a noob for a Braxis. Yeah, a Braxis, this is another one of those that um, my roommate and I we found at a family video. Uh, just down the street from us years ago, and we just decided, like, what the heck is this Jesse Ventura movie? And it was, uh, it, it, it was, I don't know if it was better or worse than we thought it would be, but it was, it was memorable, let's say that. And, uh, it was, it was so good that, and we got it on VHS. My roommate, he went online, I don't know, a day or two later, and he like bought like a ripped copy of it. And it was clearly just a VHS copy that someone had done, but we had a copy of it. And then years later, I think I found at like a man, like a like a Kroger or a CVS or, or someplace like that, a one dollar copy of this movie that was on a double bill with 
the Brandon Lee movie Laser Mission. So this movie cost me 50 cents to own. I am a person who, for some reason, likes to pick up those like 100 cult classics, 100 sci-fi, or like all those like crappy, really cheap like packs where, you know, it's like five bucks and you get like 20 horror movies or whatever. And it's like a lot of public domain stuff or stuff that people just lease out cheaply. Yeah, and I was like, oh, of them are worth watching. When you said laser mission, I'm like, oh, I have that on like two things. And then I went to look. I'm like, oh, bad Braxis is in there. I didn't have a Braxis. So yeah, I'm I, surprised more people don't know about this movie because yeah. Jesse Ventura is in it. And like you said, Jim Belushi is it isn't it he's in it very briefly but still he's in it yeah it's just surprising that a movie starring a governor isn't more widely known than it is right and the what i you said you know the vhs looked like a rip like i bought a copy a dvd copy off ebay which the funny thing was it was like three dollars and 41 cents and my wife because sometimes ebay doesn't come up like ebay spending it's like some whatever the person you paid's name is and she's like what is, what is this i'm like it's a praxis <laughs> but mine is it's a vhs rip like i think that's all the copies are are vhs rips which suck because it was kind of dark a lot and and yeah. uh the sound was horrible like i couldn't under, like i had to like rewind things to like understand exactly what they were saying because <laughs> there's like you know weird terms and people's names and places in this thing, that was like, what did I? I had to make sure a guy's name was Maxi. During yeah, this. yeah. Th- there were several times I had the, the the back it up myself, and I don't know, like this, the copy I had was better than the previous copies I had seen, but it was still difficult to see the picture sometimes and understand the dialogue. I did watch this twice for this because <laughs> it, it was so good, right? It was well. We'll find out at the end. <laughs> not showing my okay. hand now. All right. Well, um, so this movie, Abraxas, starts with... Or should we call it Abraxas? Because that A in the middle is huge. <laughs> it is. It is. The font for Abraxas on, in the movie, it's the same. I believe it's the same font as Laser Mission. These are not <laughs> made by, I don't think these are made by the same company. It's just that generic... Almost looks like heavy metal kind of metallic fonts, where like every letter is like super pointy and shiny, like like uh, a Braxis is gonna kick through the screen like wailing on a guitar, it's, you know. But but he doesn't unfortunately. Start and they call it like I didn't know whether they said bolded or balded. Yeah, because it talks about like how they are hardening. His bones or his skin well, they, or they, something they, they, they... with a bunch of exposition that is completely irrelevant. Right. Again, something you had to back up yeah, to, it, to understand. It's, and it, like, oh. it, it, it's just a close-up of his face shaking, and he's just covered in sweat. Or at least someone looked like they rubbed like salad dressing on his face because he's right, really yeah, shiny. It's, it but, is, the movie, the credits are going, and the movie it, it just immediately cuts in to... His close-up of his head with voiceover and torture and... Well, not torture, I guess. And he's like, I've been balded. And I'm like, well, did he say... Maybe because Jesse Ventura's got a shaved head, I thought he said balded? 
Well, he doesn't have a shaved head in this movie. Uh, as a matter of fact, he has... You don't see it right away, but he has it the whole movie. He has, like, a rat yeah, tail. Yeah, like, like three little rat tails. Rat tail. <laughs> yes. And, and he's missing his signature mustache in this movie, which he shaved for this movie. Really? Which, we must note, was turned that... down by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> well, yeah, because he already played yes, this part. Yes, that's true. Because this... Because this is, it, it feels a lot like the Terminator. Well, it is. A, it's a, it's a reverse Terminator. It's it's where the Terminator comes down and is the one doing the impregnating, and the person's not supposed to be the savior of the Earth. It's going to bring destruction to the Earth and more power. Like it's it's like as if you know the T eight hundred came back to have sex with Sarah Connor. And then John Connor was going to bring destruction of, of humanity instead. That's mm-hmm. just basically yeah. what it is. And instead of like, you know, Kyle Reese, you get two Terminators, basically, or yeah. Finders. Which uh, sounds like which sounds like it could be awesome, but we get a Braxis. That's what we get. We don't get Reverse Terminator, which I would see a movie called right. Reverse Terminator. Right, yes. I, 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 my interest is peaked, definitely. If, if a listener is uh, really awesome, could you make us a reverse Terminator poster, at least? You can use Cullen and, my, Cullen and I's likeness to be the Terminators on the poster if you want. But please, um, if you, you know, make us a poster reverse Terminator and you can pick an e- what we're going to do for an episode. I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah. A movie called sure. Reverse you Terminator. Put- you too can pick an episode. Yeah, you, you put forth the effort, you'll be rewarded. With a ta- with a great tagline. That oh, that'd be great. <laughs> so yeah, like he's just he's just sweating a whole bunch and and shaking and uh well we find out some exposition about this uh, character named uh, Secundus, right? It's uh yeah, there there's like through expositional voiceover and then he's playing a word association game. With the machine that's balding, balding him, you're learning yeah. background about things, and he's got like he's supposed to. He's a finder. He finds renegades. He's been on the force for ten, almost ten thousand years, and every hundred years you have to renew. He's from a place called Sargasha, and his new mission is to hunt down his old partner Secundus. I had to sit through that a couple times before I got it all down. And, he, and here's the thing. All of it is irrelevant. It is. The only thing the only thing you need to know is that he's loca- trying to find a character named Secundus who is a finder like himself, which is which is a space cop. That's what he like, is. Yeah. And this other guy's also a space cop that's gone like rogue and he has to yeah. find him. There. This movie would have been better if it was called Space Cop. Yeah, they have him in front of that bright light reflecting all this, and it's and then the movie like just, it chops, and we are in the middle of like some freaking action scene of the it just explosions yeah, but- that I think is coming from their guns in a winter woods area. It's just abrupt. Yeah, like I can't tell if this is something I couldn't tell at first if it was something that was like happening at the present within the story. If it was yeah, a flashback, yes. and that's yeah. a. And that's a real running theme with this movie too. There, there's plenty of stuff. Well, where, like, I, where, when is this? Taking I have a feeling place? that this movie. There's like a. There's a two-hour version of this movie sitting somewhere, and it's completely mm-hmm. different. And they came up with some other version of this story in the editing room and just slapped it together and reshot some exposition scenes to make it make sense. Because 
it yeah it is choppy as hell there are a lot of scenes where there is internal exposition by abraxas and secundus the the exposition sometimes is important but it usually is learn you've already learned or you can just see it has happened and or you will learn it but like yeah like we also meet these two dudes at an outpost that give us more exposition on stuff we already like some is stuff we know some's new these guys why didn't it start with abraxas meeting with these guys going abraxas your old partner secundus the former finder has escaped we need you to go to earth and get him is more clear and concise than what we got well it's been great because it's informing uh, abraxas and the audience and it seems organic and um you know there could have been like some kind of conflict where Abraxas would have said, like, oh, he's my former partner, and, you know, that... And it seemed like that that would have given it some weight instead of just, like, them puking the information at us at the beginning of the movie the way they did, because th- that important information is mixed in with a whole bunch of shit that doesn't matter at all. The bolding process doesn't mean dick the rest of the movie Right, at all this all. stuff that, like, oh, I have to renew every hundred years... I, I have to, you know, I've been in the force for like almost 10,000. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's all this mythos that doesn't, it, it's, it's nothing. nothing. Like it's what, what happens at the 10,000th year? Do you get retired or no? It doesn't matter. Like if, if nothing happens at that 10,000, we get yes. it. He's old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we don't care how old he is. Like later in the movie, th- there's a line in there that's kind of nice where he's like relating to uh to a kid in this movie and it's fine but at this point it's it's shit it could have been a revelation later how old he is i mean if they really needed yeah that would have been fine yeah like secundus some exposition makes sense we with the guys talking we find that abraxas is hunting him on earth which they've never really been to and secundus he like restructured his dna and he went bad a thousand years ago he is like He's looking for a mate, and uh, they got to stop that from happening. And then there's a guy who's pissed that he's working at an outpost, wasting his career. Which, which, this yeah, movie but... will jump five years, and the guy's still working there. <laughs> yeah, he must be really upset. Yeah, the, the yeah the the outpost guys that are, I think they're also finders. These these space police people, they're, I yeah. guess. I, yeah, I I I, I, I did notice. That the uh, the buttons that these uh, these guys at the output post are pressing, they're like video. Oh yeah, yeah, buttons. they're in a total like editing room bay or something. Like that's what I mean. Like I feel like these guys might have been added later. Maybe, and and they don't help like really at right. all. I mean, they don't leave. Like they they shot all their scenes in a day. They have a scene that maybe they shot with Jesse Ventura because I don't think they're in the same frame. And or one the of them is played by the director. In. I'm not surprised. That makes total sense. The, I, I, I bet the room this was shot in was the same room with uh, the close-up of Jesse Ventura's oily Yeah, they shot face. that during lunch. The very beginning. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. It's like, okay, now just, just shake him around in the chair because that's what it looks like. It's just, he's just flailing around. The super close-up is, is big big butt chin that he has yeah and then so this secundus guy which is played by uh his name is 
Ben Olthorson. Kevin Smith fans might know him as uh, Lafleur from Mallrats, but he's also been in like every movie Arnold Schwarzenegger's done. Really? Yeah. I mean, we come into this going, oh, Jesse Ventura. They did Running Man, Predator, you know, Batman and Robin together. But Sven, he is. I mean, he's just familiar. I mean, you look at him, you don't know his name, but just but you've seen him. Yeah. He goes all the way back like him and uh, him he's conan the barbarian conan the destroyer red sonia raw deal pre- uh, predator running man red heat twins uh terminator 2 judgment day uh, he's also in last action hero eraser end of days are they like they've got to be collateral damage the 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 rundown, <laughs> which is that rock movie, but Schwarzenegger cameos in. Yeah, that is that's. D- does he have like dirt on Schwarzenegger? Is that how he keeps getting work? Because he's an old. He was a he, he's he's, he's so, a champion he's so, bodybuilder. You, so they might, might go back. I don't know. He he's someone that looks very familiar, but you can't place him at all. This is how I best remember him. Is him as Secundus. Right. And I'll tell you, not no. a great actor. He, he's also in... Don't give him he's, dialogue. I mean, this guy's in a ton of... Like, Lethal Weapon and Lethal Weapon 3. I mean, he's in Overboard. He acted with, like, every, like, action star pretty much but Stallone. He was in two Van Damme movies. I mean, it's crazy. He must just have dirt on multiple people in Hollywood. Or something. It's so, like well, I mean, most of his happen. most of his roles are like bodyguard number one, hitman, henchman number two, thug. You know, he's he's non-speaking roles. And say uh, he, he must be someone like, hey, you look muscular and you can be quiet. You want to be in a movie? And this was his breakout role. I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was on he was on the Flash TV series, playing three different roles in one season. I assume he was thug, he was criminal, and um, he was like Omega. Swayed and Tanner transformed. Two of the roles uncredited. He was following up the hunt for Re- the Red October with this movie, and he was a uh, character on Captain Power. Back in the day, if you remember, yeah. Captain Power. He seems like a Captain Power yeah. actor. So yeah, not to yeah, not work to get hung cheap. up, but that guy has a hell of a resume. I mean yeah. it. Including I mean, it, it like overshadows his co-star lead Jesse Ventura's big time. Yeah, absolutely, it does. It wasn't in that many movies. Wow. So we're back on Earth with a more voiceover with Abraxas, but then Secundus starts voiceovering as well, and his voiceover amounts to like blah blah, good bad, right wrong. Abraxas doesn't understand me. La la la. But all I'm seeing is explosions. <laughs> That's what I'm taking away from this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then we then get the 986 ice car pulling up. Yeah, but what was I don't understand. That? Like, I was what, like, 98. Yeah, what, why, is, why is that a license plate? I like, mean, nobody's that... reading that thing, 986 ICE. That's ICE, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't... It's, a, it's another thing in the movie that makes you look at it and go, why Why was that choice like, they made? made it, uh, they wanted us to see that license plate. I mean, you could easily... It's a front license plate. You could remove that. And nobody would be like, oh, they don't get yeah. a front license plate because not every state has that requirement. Yeah, and it takes up so much of the screen, it's impossible yeah. to miss. But there's there's a couple in there, and a guy's getting frisky with the lady, and Secundus shows up, 
And of course, their car doesn't start. So he, he crashes the window, pulls the guy out of the car, gets in, and looks at the woman and says, Are you a birthing member of the human race? Huh? I need your body. Which, which to be fair, a pretty smooth yeah. line. I've, I, I, I've been on multiple dates where, I, where I've slipped that into the conversation, and it works every time, consensually. Well, Sakun just drives off, and he hits Abraxas on the way, and then he runs into a hill, and the, the woman escapes. Her name is Sonia. We'll find out in a little bit. But Sakun just sketches up to her, and he, he puts his hand over her stomach, and the, what they're called uh, answer boxes, right? Yeah, it's like some kind of... Um... Think of like a, an eye watch embedded into your arm that can That's also kind of like heal it, you. It is for some reason. Yeah, it, actually, it's kind of like um, oh, you remember in uh, X Men, Cable has like that wristband. It's kind of like that we can talk. And it's kind to of like uh, the, the give... device in her that Joaquin Phoenix falls in love with, where it's like got a personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's. You know, it's like embedded in their in their um, in their forearm, and it's you know, it basically just gives inf- fills information that our our main characters, Abraxas and Zakundas, that way they can know stuff without having to ask people. Although Zakundas should really use his Zekundas more, is like because he know- like, seems to know a lot more too. Like he he is like knows everything, but he asks it. No, he ask it he doesn't. Any questions? Uh, but he uh, he puts his hand over her stomach and his hand glows and it says the the answer box says DNA fusion complete reproduction commenced <laughs> and uh, he he wants to breed with an Earth woman well I guess he could probably be with any one with compatible DNA whatever but he he wants to have a child to make the culminator. What, I, that was another word I could not understand. The culminator, the culminator. Did you know what the hell they were saying throughout the this culminator. movie? The culminator. Yeah, I had to look it up. Because they they say it a lot, and it's never entirely clear what the hell they're saying. Yeah, you have a guy time. with an accent throwing out these sci-fi terms. That's like, excuse yeah. me, what? A, a guy, a guy with a thick accent. With a movie that has poor audio quality, it's tough to understand yeah. what the hell he's saying. So yeah, that's that's his that's his deal. And like after the the pregnancy scene, we just like see Secundus like dousing water on his head from the pond or something. When Abraxas walks up on yeah. him, well he he's uh, he's all dehydrated from commencing the uh, call mating. The call mate is coming, but uh, yeah. It, Abraxas then will have to kill the girl, but you know he says he won't be able to do it, and they teleport Secundus to prison, and Abraxas's assignment is to kill the girl, but apparently birth like happens like rapidly. With these guys, yeah, because yeah, because her stomach like it just expands, and she gives birth within yeah, a minute. It's like like you have a minute. His his answer box like you have a minute, and you know Abraxas finds her, but he can't do it. He walks away from killing her. And the Culminator, the prodigy to solve the anti-life equation, is born. I tell you, uh, she, uh, the mom, uh, bounces yeah. back pretty quickly uh, from this, from from being pregnant for you know two yeah. minutes, and then giving birth. Her name's birth. Sonia Murray. You, you think that she'd be freaking and screaming, oh. you know, because she just gave birth without being pregnant, you know, an hour earlier. She had no idea that she was pregnant because she wasn't. Right. 
within minutes, she becomes pregnant and gives birth. She should be screaming and freaking out. And not able to walk? And, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> she gives birth to a full-sized baby. Yeah. Like, well, she takes the baby home, and then her parents then kick her out for it. Like, like how? Yeah. Like, not like she swindled them. I, I think they would have noticed if she was pregnant prior. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she takes the yeah. kid to have it registered and names it Thomas. And we then, you know, get a third voiceover from her. Like, this is almost like Terrence Malick territory that they're heading into. But, but also, when she, when she's talking, uh, like the, the internal, the, the the dialogue. She's looking at the baby. She's like laying in yeah. bed with it. And it looks like she's going to make out with that baby. <laughs> it is getting way too intense. Like the music is is kind of like like seductive. And she's looking right into the baby's eyes and getting closer and closer. Like she's going she's gonna to suck that baby's face. It's what's going to happen. But it, it doesn't. But it, man, it looks like some laws are going to be broken. Oh. <sighs> Well, her voiceover, the most interesting scene she lets us know is that five years have passed, which you could just put a graphic on the screen five years later. But um, it doesn't even, does it even fade no, to No, it just black? fades to, it, it just like, cuts to like exterior with snow. And we just left a scene with snow. She, she's very, so, she's very happy know? and, but she's afraid something terrible will happen and that Tommy will be taken away from her forever. Yeah, and also Tommy he doesn't, doesn't talk. talk. We catch up. He's, he's doing like tests at some doctor's office, and you know he's mute. So That's also Tommy. five years later at the outpost, uh, guess what? Secundus has escaped again. We don't see any of his escapes. We're just told. <laughs> yeah, that would be something that actually would make the movie better, just to show how much of a badass Secundus is. It doesn't really seem like that much of a badass. It just seems like Abraxas isn't that good at his yeah, job. I wonder if that this movie originally had a cut where they didn't have her voiceover and they're like, God, it feels like feels like like, you know, this is just the next day. We really need to uh put that voiceover because it really <laughs> does. It feels like, you know, it goes like you said, snow exterior, just snow exterior, but it's daytime instead. And then we go back to the outpost and it's the same two dudes working. She, she doesn't look five years older because you can't do that in a movie, and that's fine. But, like, her hair isn't any different. Like, yeah. Her clothes aren't any different. It just looks like life is still the same. It, it, do, it looks like the next yeah. day. It really does. And with how fast that kid, you know, was birthed, you know, I, the next day he could be five years old looking. Absolutely. It would make sense. With I mean, wouldn't make sense, but within this movie it would make yeah. sense. Uh, well, the Outpost guys, same dudes. They bring on Abraxas to chase down Secundus. They're still mad about him not killing Sonia, but he says they should have they should have killed Secundus. But this time they're sending Abraxas with heavy artillery. But well, we get another voiceover about wormholes. Blah blah blah, traveling through time. Blah, and um, Abraxas winds up in the water. But the, we find out from the guys that they cross streams with Secundus traveling. And Abraxas has lost all the weapons they promised us he was going to have in this movie. Yeah, so the uh, the travel warp to Earth, they they both go through this travel warp, it's like a wormhole, and so on and so on. It looks almost exactly like the time vortex from Doctor yeah. Who. Like, I expected Tom <laughs> Baker's like, face <laughs> to like, pop up at any given time. Dum. Yeah, I mean, it, it, 
like I'm this is not an exaggeration. It looks so much yeah, like they've Jesse Ventura's face fade in. Like, woo! <laughs> All right. Mission number two. I I want someone to make a Doctor Who opening with Jesse Ventura's face fading the, in. The Abraxas Folks, alternate you opening mission. credits. It's <laughs> right. You can the, the the music options are uh, uh, uh Doctor Who or one of the multiple sleazy sex, oh, yes. uh songs okay, in this let's, movie. Yes, this is like, for an, a movie with action, chasing, fighting. What laid back, like crazy, like smooth, freaking sleazy sax? Like, what was that the option? Why was that? And it happens a lot in this movie. Nothing like, like chasing uh, through the woods and. After... Yeah, yeah, like 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 during action scenes. There's this sleazy, like gross, oily saxophone playing. Like the uh, the part where. Um, it's not an action scene, but after uh, Sonya gives birth and is alone in the woods, is walking back into town, that like there's a sleazy sax playing. Like, why, why is this the song that's playing after this woman has given birth after being pregnant for what, two minutes and is carrying her newborn child through the woods, the snowy woods, and and she walks up to. Like the edge of this bridge, and it looks like she might throw the kid into yeah. the water. And there's still this sleazy, you know, like it's it's dirty, like it's like nineteen like, eighties New York gumshoe like noir <laughs> sax. Yeah. But it, it's it's in this movie an unfortunate amount. It's like what we got in the free music uh archives over there. So you can you can put that song with the Doctor Who opening with Jesse Ventura's face and you'll get to pick a movie. We promise you. It'll be awesome. Oh, man. The guys say that for a short time, Abraxas will have the upper hand because he won't have the weapons. But uh, Sakutis arrives first in the water, and then Abraxas arrives in the water, and he's, like, having convulsions. He's, like, spitting water and yelling, and... It's crazy. Like, like, Sakutis is just like, okay, I'm here. And Abraxas has, like, a seizure. Like, maybe he needed to go through the the boldening again or something? Hey, it hadn't been 100 years. It's been five. (laughs) I guess. But it it didn't matter, I guess. It didn't matter at all that he got emboldened or, or, or whatever. Because he freaks yeah, out. Does he have an aversion to water? Can he not swim? <laughs> so while this is going on, Sony meets with the principal, Jim Belushi, who's worried about Tommy's muteness, calling it a normal school for normal children, and Tommy's causing problems for other students. But the uh, Sonya calls him out on obvious bullshit, like, hey, why don't you tell them to stop? And he's like, you know what? That's a good idea. I've never, never thought to tell him that before. <laughs> and he's dead serious. He's not being a, a smart ass. He's like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, I what didn't. What a revelation. Um... Why don't you just tell them to stop teasing him, to stop pushing him, to stop calling him all kinds of names? Have you ever thought of just telling them to stop it? No. No, I haven't. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll try that. I'll speak to the kids. 
I'll just I'll just tell him directly. That's a good suggestion. I'm gonna try that. Yeah, you know how to do your job better than me. I should really be fired. And you should be. Why wasn't the first thing to tell I cannot believe that she says, well, did you tell the kids to stop? And he says, no, I didn't. I didn't think to do that. That's the first fucking I, step. I like to... You I punish victims. Man. Sorry. <laughs> Clearly he does. Yeah. And Jim Belushi, who's in this movie because Marjorie Bransfield's his wife at the time. So that's why he was here. Is, is Marjorie... Does she yeah. play Sonia? The- Okay, okay. I wonder what the hell he was in this movie. Because, folks, this is literally the only scene he is Mm -hmm. in. A scene that didn't even need to be in this movie. He's in it. It's so an absolute what-the-fuck moment in this movie. Like, hey, Jim Belushi's here, and now he's not. Would you agree that this is a scene that could absolutely be cut and the movie would be fine? It, um, at the time you see it... it's like, huh? What the what the f? But then it it proves its worth when we get to see the bully scenes later. So I'm like, okay, principal had some sort of, I not grounds, but there there was a school issue going on. Yeah, well, we could, they should they have, have thrown shown... the, the principal scene after the bully scenes. Maybe maybe that would have been better. I don't but know. But they also use this scene heavily I, I think, in the trailer I... as well. Like, oh, Jim Belushi's in this yeah. movie. Jim Belushi has never been a selling point for anything. So after the 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 pointless scene with the principal, there's uh, another chase voiceover with the voiceover and more saxophone music. Yeah, Secundus apparently doesn't know about crossing streams because he's wondering where his weapons are at, and they both they both look beat up. So I guess the the traveling wasn't ideal. This is before they get to I, each other. They look kind of rough. Yeah, well, I would assume that the TARDIS probably bumped into them right. a couple of times in the time vortex. That's probably so what they, happened. So they finally meet up into some nice, you know, that sleazy sax music. They start fighting and rolling around in the, the woods, in the hills. So it kind of throws yeah. Abraxas off a cliff. And and we yeah. run into some, like, people camping. And he steals their Jeep Cherokee, and which Abraxas yeah. then jumps on the windshield and then climbs aboard the jeep, but Secundus is like able to shake him off. How many times is Abraxas either hit or jumps he on is a car? Beaten up this movie. <laughs> Anytime Secundus is driving a car, he hits Abraxas or Abraxas jumps right. on it, and he steals a lot of cars yeah, in this a, movie. Yeah, it's a lot of theft. He's, he, he he's gonna steal like a car like I'd say like five times in this movie, which I think is a lot. <laughs> For any movie. This thing's only like an hour and a half. Yeah. And this is someone that does not know how to drive a car at all. But he's sure is good at stealing them yeah, for some reason. And I like, wait, this guy's like camping like thinks he's some sort of tough guy. But he's like, asking him for the keys. He throws it in a fire. And he's like, hey, you grab it. And then this kid's like, oh, I'll just grab a stick and pull him out. Here you go. The, the guy that has the RV and the, and the Jeep, anything bad that happens to him is well-deserved. Because he has a keychain that says, are we having oh, fun Oh, I did not notice that. No. Didn't? Oh, oh my God. It was laying right yeah, in the Yeah, they had a close-up on the keys. That. I guess I just didn't, I missed it, even though it was right in front yeah. of me. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I saw that, and I thought, F this guy. Like, I, w- I went, search his brain for the anti-life equation and kill him. That's what I wanted to happen to oh. this guy. Such a, a, just such a yuppie, 
douchebag. Well, Sonia, meanwhile, she has a country store where a cop is basically trying to ask her out as he sips the wheatgrass juice she gives him. And, uh, th- yeah, that's kind of a scene introducing us to one of the cops. And then, meanwhile, back at the camper, Braxis asks the people for ground transportation, which uh, the guy is kind of freaked out by what happened. He agrees, and he tells them that he's a police officer. And then Secundus finds an auto shop and basically starts breaking Pepsi bottles. Yeah. What the what the f was up with that? Like he need Secundus needs to charge his yep. answer box, you know, the thing that's embedded in his skin, and so he pulls up to this gas station that seems to be abandoned. Yeah, but or they're it's closed. Like it's like they said they're closed, abandoned. Yeah, but it's well, I don't think it's. I don't even know if it's closed. But no, we find out a guy is there. There's a a guy is there, and the refrigerator is fully stocked. So, but, but Zacundus is just like one by one, just pulling Pepsi bottles, glass Pepsi bottles off the shelf and there's crashing into the mm-hmm. ground. Just why? In slow motion, like who cares? Why is this important? Oh, he's yeah. a bad man. He breaks Pepsi bottles. Like really, you don't think that unconsensually impregnating a woman and killing people, that doesn't make him a bad guy. No, he's going to break those Pepsi bottles. He doesn't care who he pisses off. What we get here is the guy who owns the place is pissed at him, but Secundus shows his power and checks to see if the guy has the anti-life equation, which we know he doesn't, and he blows up. Yeah, he puts, like, the the way they scan the close. anti-life equation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you think, like, this, guy, this guy's head blows up, and Secundus takes the guy's clothes. There's no brains. No, on the it's, it's a clean. Ex- it's a clean, clean head clothes. explosion. It's 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 anti-scanners. Like the way, like the, <laughs> the way the guy's head explodes, and everyone head explodes when Zacundus searches them for the anti-life equation using his uh, answer box. It kind of looks like when the Death Star blows right. up, and that's like what that happens to their head, where there's no blood. And or the explosion. Anything. These these head explosions are like highly inconsistent in their appearance because there's a couple more, and there's like. They don't look anything like each other. Absolutely um, not. Uh, but in the camper, Abraxas tells people in the camper that he has VD, which uh, is a vibration detection. Perverts, what do you think it meant? <laughs> well, the vibration detection, that's to detect Zacundus. Is that right? Yeah. Or the it, answer it, box? Something or... like that. But, uh, but... It, it's some way that he can locate yeah. Zacundus. Well, the camper gets to town. And here's a funny... This, this had me laughing. The camper stops, and as the police are, like, going to the people in the camper, like, Abraxas just takes off the other way, and here's, I must locate Secundus. And he's, like, running that, that's, full speed. That's my, that's my favorite part of the movie, because, like, seriously, this this section of the movie lasts, what, two seconds? If that, it's just, I must locate Secundus. And like you said, he takes off full speed, and this guy Like, away him, from the camera, uh, like, it's... Yeah, and, and the guy that drove him, you just hear him like say, "Good luck!" Like you well, barely I, I, I hear him, like, and he's yeah. In the I feel forefront. like they added like the "I must locate Secundus" like later in ADR. Like, we need we, we he must say something here, like or they got the footage and like why the fuck is he running? Like they didn't remember. <laughs> so they just had the ADR. I must locate Secundus. Like, it's, it's like super robotic in the way he delivers it. It's just it's so goofy. It's it's so weird. 
I must locate Secundus. Good luck! It is a part of the movie that if you watch it, you will back it up multiple times. I guarantee you, you will. Oh, yeah, it, that, that, had, that had me going pretty good. Yeah, uh, Secundus Hall. is going to the records in City Hall, and he's squeezing the head of some guy and searching the, the records. Yeah. And a woman comes in asking about stuff, and he goes to crush her skull. But Abraxas and the cops show up. And Abraxas, <laughs> in fear of the girl's life, makes the officers let Secundus go. And when they go outside, there's just, like, a huge crowd, like, freaking out. Like, they know something's going on. Yeah, this is, like, the most active a small town has and ever And they're all been. like, oh, let me get in the way. I'm trying to get in the way. I just want to be in the way of these, this guy and getting shot. But Secundus then, like... He starts just randomly shooting stuff and then winds up stealing a dirt bike. Yeah, there's like he, he there's a guy on a dirt bike comes up, he pulls a gun, shoots the guy. That's not enough. So he grabs yes. the guy by the collar, just yanks him off the bike. And another guy falls off his dirt bike and I'm like, "Oh, dirt bike chase." Nope, Abraxas just runs after him. <laughs> that seems to be Abraxas's favorite way of transportation, just running as fast as he possibly can. Like, oh no, can. man, I got this on foot. He's a real cardio nut, right. Braxis. That's how he's lived for like 10,000 years. Got great circulation. Uh, so we go to the school playground where Tommy gets bullied, and through teleconnect powers, he makes one of them wet their pants. And then that kid later, like right the next scene, confronts him in the bathroom, and then Tommy makes him fly into a stall. One of those scenes would have been fine. Both right, of them repetitive. is dumb. It's dumb to have both of the scenes, first of all. And it's extremely dumb to have them back to back. Like, literally, there is... The kid pisses himself, he runs off, and it's not like something that, like, like something that happens immediately after... Like, like, this event, this next event doesn't take place immediately after the kid pisses his pants. It's like, later that day. So it's just really stupid to have both of them. Just one of them would have been fine and then just move on. Then we follow Sonia and she comes home and we find out a couple things. Um, it's Christmas time and she lives with a girl named Tanya and her kid, which I thought they were sharing a house together. Apparently this is uh, two apartments. I'm not... Because when they, des- when they describe really sure. her house later, when they're talking about it, it sounds like a completely different place than we're at. Because I felt like, oh... She has a house, and this woman either they're sharing it, she's or she's living and paying her rent, but then they start talking about it, calling it an apartment later. Like I, she asks Sonia if she can like hang around her place. Like, can we watch your TV? Right? Yeah. So I don't know what the hell. I mean, they're friends, obviously, but as far as who lives where, that is real. I don't know what the hell is going yeah. on. Yeah. So. Sonia and Tommy leave to go somewhere, and then Secundus breaks in on Tanya and her son, which is basically your Sarah Connor, yes, boom moment. Mm-hmm. But he, well, he find like he finds he looks up like Tommy's name when he's down at the the yeah. city hall or city records office or whatever. So that's how he knows to go there at least. So that and that's though, yeah. Good. And though his answer box is telling him well this is like yeah when he like this is like when the terminator kills sarah connor's roommate basically mm-hmm. that scene but uh he runs a test on the boy for the culminator even though the answer box is telling him no it's not him i thought that i thought they're gonna yeah. blow that kid's head up 
I thought that would have been a ballsy move for this movie, but they don't. But Abraxas, just... who doesn't like front doors, jumps right through the window. <laughs> he doesn't like front doors. He doesn't like driving. And I don't know. We'll, we'll find out more of what Abraxas like. Uh, Abraxas probably likes sleazy saxophone right. music. He so they fight, does. and during the fight, Secundus breaks like a lamp, like by like its base, and then sticks Abraxas with it. And he says, yeah. and he's like, so, I'm going to let you live to see everything you care about be destroyed. What's Abraxas care about at this point? Yeah. Like, he, he cares about the law, I guess. And he's but, like, I'm, and he also tells him well, he's going to he, become incredibly powerful as well. If Secundus gets the anti-life equation, he will open like a hole into like a anti-life dimension yeah, or something it's... like that and it will like ruin both universes i don't even think the creators are sure but it sounds all yeah they, if they if they would have been a little clearer on that it would have felt like there's more on the line but, it, but... Well, it's funny too like at the beginning of the movie they spend so much time telling us abraxas doesn't care about anything but just doing his job and he's like i'm gonna kill everything mm-hmm. you care about he's gonna like make him unemployed is that what <laughs> well yeah he'll be unemployed because the universe will be gone it won't, it's not everything that Abraxas cares about it's everything that everyone cares about yeah so Secundus like leaves and then mom and Tommy come home and she immediately recognizes Abraxas and tells Tommy go upstairs and decides to confront him about how weird her life is five years I have lived with this thing that is so unbelievable that the only people I can tell are my parents when I tell them, they disown me. Because I don't even know the name of whatever it was that impregnated me. I think one of you space guys or whatever it is you are could have dropped me a note or something. You know, just to let me know that I'm not crazy. That this thing really did happen. Oh, no, that would be too much. You're probably too busy off saving the universe, right? Do you ever think about what I'm going through? Or how difficult it is making ends meet. I mean, do you have any idea how much a two-bedroom house costs? You know, I just feel like I ought to... Ow! 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 What have you got in there, steel? Plasteel, to be correct. What, what, what's a Braxis supposed to do? Like, I'm sorry, I had other things I had well, to do. I like do. her just like, rather than freak out or be like, oh crap, get out of here, Tommy. She's like, go to your room. Listen, sir. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't call the police. <laughs> she just browbeats Abraxas. Basically, just wag- wags her finger at him. Shame on you. My life's been awful weird ever since you were around. So Abraxas tells her that, okay, we got to go now. And Secundus then shows up at the, the mom's store, Sony's store. And there's a guy outside for some reason the conversation goes he's i'm looking for a woman and he's like oh and sends him tells him he's looking for exotic dancers and then uh Sakunda steals this guy's car (laughs) there are three things you need to know about this movie sleazy grand theft auto secundus grand theft auto and abraxas is bad at his job because this guy loses every fight he's in pretty much Abraxas and, and company are going to Maxie's, who's a guy we met for two seconds at the beginning of the movie, uh, or earlier on, that I guess helps at the shop. <clears throat> the outpost guys are not happy that he hasn't taken care of Secundus. 
The police begin questioning Jack, the child of Tanya. And apparently they they were home the whole time and just got left. Like I don't I don't understand the <laughs> dynamic that happened here. Yeah, they were hiding the whole time that Abraxas and uh, Secundus were tearing the hell out of the house. And, and then when Sonya came home, it was like, we are getting the f- out of here. Okay, let's go. Yeah, she doesn't bother to look for um, like her friend or her, or her friend's child. Yeah. So Tommy gets put to bed at Maxie's, and then he gets up to go, immediately gets up and goes to Abraxas's bed, who tells him a story <laughs> with his sitting... shirt off. <laughs> Yeah, it's super it is, weird. It's, it's, he's like, it's more or less like he's, he's he's sitting upright in his bed, like come here, like can't sleep, huh? Come here, I'll tell I mean, you. It's not story. in some like gross way. It's just like okay, this was an accident. It was fantastic. His shirtless Abraxas says, you know, come on up here, and I'll tell you a story about male partners. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's, it's, he's still like about two yeah. partners. Hello. I suppose you're not tired. You want to sit up here with me? I'll tell you a story. It's about two men who were partners. And uh, meanwhile, the cops are at a gas station. Like, these cops are pointless, right? Like, you take them out, the same movie happens. One of these cops, like, you think that, you know, one of these cops is that same cop earlier that was drinking He's like a rookie or something. And you think he's a yeah, love interest you, for the mom. That, yeah, but he's not. He's complete pant He's the load. friend zone for the mom. We, we, that's his yeah. arc. He goes from possible romantic interest to friend zone. Yeah. These are characters that need to be in this movie as much as Jim It's Belushi. almost like they're they there because have... they didn't have coverage on other scenes, so they need to break a scene up between shots. Yeah, that, that's really what they're there for, just to break up the other scenes that are important. Because any scene they're not in is not important at all. Yeah, in this scene, they're just pondering the case of the gas station. Yeah, I mean, I, I get they're, they're just in there for, for, for breathing room and maybe to pad out the movie. Abraxas is still telling a story. To, it's basically him and Secunda's story. And Sonya comes in and tells Tommy, hey, hey, get to bed. And Abraxas asks Sonya why she didn't marry... And he wonder he warns her of what could happen if so- Secundus gets the boy. Meanwhile, at the strip club, Secundus shows up, causes some trouble, takes one look at the stripper, and then leaves. Another pointless scene. And we can just this imagine he stole movie. a car in the parking lot on his way out. I'm sure he did. He loves new right. rides. And then Abraxas's answer box is mad at him for not killing the culmator, Tommy. And he walks into the bathroom and sees Sonya naked in the shower. Although we don't see Sonya naked in the shower. And the answer, bo- the answer box notices that he likes it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then he, 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 he says to the answer box, like, I told you not to talk unless you were spoken yes. to. <laughs> Sonya comes in and asks why he didn't kill her. And he says because, you know, she was innocent and we then go to a diner where waitresses are kind of weary of a customer, and it's Secundus. And he orders the whole breakfast section. And then, uh, for, yeah, like I said, the cops are driving around, and uh, the one offers the new guy to come to his place for the holidays. And we find out they're on, they're on their way to Maxie's. And they they answer the they come to the door, and Sonya's acting like everything's cool. She's just fine. And they tell her that they're worried about her because there's a murderer on the loose. And her apartment's uh, 
been ransacked and, <laughs> and she says you know yeah. they won't believe her and she's not worried she wants to get out of there and Abraxas says they aren't going anywhere and uh, she kisses Abraxas and he likes it and while they're having a moment the answer box lets him know that uh, Tommy ran away and he left him a note well what's super weird about this is when Sonia and Abraxas are in the kitchen talking to each other it's intercut with it, it, it looks like you know like the like the force from the evil dead, you know, or with that like oh, swooping yeah. camera. It, it, it looks like, you know, there's like one in two second cuts occasionally when they're talking, but it's like, you know, over like the snow. It's like, okay, what the hell am I looking at? What was that? Apparently, that's Tommy running away. Right, yes. There are a we lot of weird no cuts of like what... sparks and blood, explo- like weird things that just make no sense in this movie. Yeah, like when uh, Secundus was at the city hall, like like th- there was like a, a scene where Abraxas or someone was talking about something completely unrelated, and you'd see like a split second of Secundus like crushing someone's head. It's like, what the hell is happening? What the fuck? What what is this? It's it's yeah, so the, weird that like we've almost forgotten to talk about all those weird. Well, it's because there, there's so many things, and like. Re- you don't think to write them down or anything. It's like, well, that wasn't important, right? Because you don't know. You don't know what's going to be important and what will be important in this movie. Secundus, back at the diner, notices a school bus and asks the waitress about it. And she gives him a bill. And he's like, well, just everyone gets one. And then he eats it. I mean, dick move. I mean, the guy's been around for thousands of years. You're telling me that there's no restaurants in the rest of the universe. (laughs) Come on. And uh, cops spot Secundus, and then he says his DNA is altered, and his flesh can handle their weapons, and the cops gun him down. One has an Uzi? <laughs> yes, because they're using handguns, and that's not enough, so he pulls out an and Uzi. And Secundus, of course, gets up, and he takes the Uzi and just starts spraying the town, which includes making a car explode. <laughs> And then he steals a cop car. Not how is it not effective? He mowed like like I don't think he <clears throat> shot anyone directly, but he could. He could easily wipe out a crowd with a machine gun. He blows up a car. How much more effective does it need to be, Secundus? Exactly. And Abraxas and Sonia find Tommy in a barn, and Abraxas asks to talk to Tommy alone in the car. And while this is happening, Secundus goes to the school, takes the teacher, and tells him to bring him the culminator. <laughs> or he kills the kids one at a time. So the dudes at the outpost think, while Abraxas is alone in a car with Tommy, that he's going to kill Tommy. And they're like, oh, this is it, this is it. But he, he really tells him how he will be fine and can learn to control his power. Like that one guy's like betting his life that, oh, this is it, this is where he's going to kill him. Yeah, and it was... It's nice that Abraxas tries to bond with Tommy to calm him down because uh, Abraxas clearly understands that Tommy's in a very unusual situation and it's, he's more or less trying to calm him down to you know make him be brave and all that. And I, I do like when Abraxas like you know he says to Tommy like like I understand you're five years old like you know and he says I'm almost ten thousand years old. That's a little bit more than five. Yeah. Like I. I like that part. I think that's kind of yeah. sweet. 
I think it's one of the nice things about a Braxton. It's one of the, the, the better, yeah, better moments in the movie that it, it gets itself and uses itself to its own advantage. So they roll up on the scene. He tells the police he knows where the perpetrator is. At the, at the school, shit's just hit the fan. And so kind of asking for the call mater. Tommy runs away into the school. And Abraxas comes in and and knows over Secundus and tells Tommy to run. Secundus overpowers Abraxas and Tommy runs outside. Secundus steals another car. <laughs> well, what's, what's so great about a fight, again, uh, Abraxas loses the fight. But this time it's because uh, Secundus rips out a radiator right. with his bare hands and starts beating Abraxas with it. And I thought, radiator? What fucking year was this school built? It's a big yeah. school. And it's just like in the hallway. It's right there. Like, what the f- Like, they certainly have central heating by this point. Where the fuck is there a radiator? We get another voiceover from Abraxas as he rises and moves after Secundus. And we then take it to is this an abandoned warehouse, some like dirty streets, some area of junk. I, I don't know the setting, but Secundus <laughs> tells Tommy no more running and hiding. And the song from Manhunter plays uh, during this. Yes. Really? I, it was like, what the? F- oh, my God. What? That's fantastic. The, like the, the place where they are, it looks like this set of um like a music video for a local band right that's what it looks like where it's all broken down there's graffiti there's newspapers there's junk it's edgy and it's it's yeah it's piece of crap it's what it is right it's it's a it's a place full of sparks and fire (laughs) very much yeah no they uh i mean in agata devita is i mean the big one from manhunter but strong as i am is predominantly played in a in a montage sequence, it's like, and so really, song just sticks out. And I was like, what the? All right. Release it. At least there's no yeah. sex. I don't think there's Strong any more sex from I here on out. Really just like bizarre. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. It's super so, weird. He throws a chair at him and makes it explode. And this, basically, this scene is just, so kind of just walking after Tommy and just sh- stuff exploding everywhere. Yeah, like Tommy was like, I guess he's doing this with his mind. Maybe, or is, I, I didn't understand. Like, Secundus is starting to show powers, too. So I'm like, is Secundus making this happen? I don't know. Well, you know, Tommy just should have made Secundus piss his pants. That would have been great. That would have been great. And he's just like, oh, I'm embarrassed. And then he leaves. That would have been, been great. It's like, Tommy has special pee-making <laughs> powers. That well, Braxis nice. arrives, and then him and Secundus fight in slow motion while things just spark and explode, and Tommy watches. And then Tommy shoots him out the window, and Abraxas is holding on for dear life, and and he gets lifted by Tommy, and the the cops arrive, and they go to leave. Well, d- does he even lift him? I thought it like he was just like hanging out the window, and like Tommy is just pointing at him. Well, I think he looking. was like levitating him, or that was the idea. So I I, I remember like that uh, Abraxas something like I could like I couldn't tell if he was going to push me down or right. pull me up, but so. The, the cops arrive, they go to leave, and then, of course, Secundus returns. And he takes down Abraxas and starts stomping him. And Abraxas finally is able to flip him. He wants to crush his skull, but is told to let him go. And then Secundus, like, talks some shit. And then Abraxas tests Secundus for anti-life. And 
explodes him. Yeah, like you, like you cannot do this. And then test for the anti-life equation. And he's like, no, that's my brain or whatever. And then this head death stars and that's it. So Abraxas uh, recommends Tommy to be assigned a permanent protector on Earth, and he wants to be it. And the the, the guys are like, eh, we don't know. Maybe we will. We'll take that into consideration. He then quits being a finder, and then they allow him to keep his answer box and stay on Earth. And the cops come over like, oh, man, what's what's going on here? And basically, um, we can't we can't report. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, how yeah, write this you're up. fine. Yeah. Nothing. I got to write this up. And Abraxas, you know, gets in the car with Sonia. Yeah, he gets in the, the car. He leaves with the, the cops like, it, you know, his big, you know, love intention. Like, yep, see ya. Like goodbye. She's, she's mine, mine now. now. And uh, it's just this is my family. And they drive off, and we get a voiceover. It's like Secundus was zapped off into the universe, and I was on Earth for good. Earth, nice name, isn't it? I'm really glad you're staying. Me too. Yeah, like, like, like wait, what? Like, I guess that was Tommy, but it's so bizarre. I, I don't know, like. That pause, like you said, is so strange. Like, if we were to see it happening, I guess that would have been fine. It would have been dorky, whatever. It would have been acceptable. But this is just like, why? Why couldn't you just show? Why couldn't you show this damn kid in the back of the car just saying me why just too? Have him drive away. We get it. We know they're probably happy he's staying. Yeah. Or. They don't even have to be like driving away. They can just get in the car. They can close the doors, and then the Braxis can say, oh, "I'm gonna like Earth," and then I'm glad you're staying. And then you just see Tommy in the back, just say, "Me too." But instead, it's this super wiener weirdo. Me too. Like, like what? Like the the audio is so bad in this movie that <laughs> if you didn't know better, it would just it would just sound like a mistake. Yeah. Like the like like the audio editor was just like ah crap I forgot to edit that part out because it's just so but like I, I don't even know do you even see the car it's at that driving point? off it's, I don't it's think like you, it's almost gone yeah yeah it, that's what's so strange about it like if you were to follow the car a little bit more that would have been better but like this the car is almost completely out of the shot at an awkward angle and then you put this awkward nothing piece of dialogue over it and it just makes you my jaw like, dropped when i heard like, this. i mean me too is like someone like just like almost like someone buffed up like oh excuse me and that's it <laughs> like you know yeah 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 it, it's just such a i mean i guess, I guess it's not out of place but it doesn't feel right yeah it, it feels it feels icky it's almost you like know? too much. It's like, yeah, we get it. You're over it. Like this movie has over-explained everything, even its final moments. It's like, all right, it, it over-explains everything and doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> yes, you're right. It, it's absolutely true. I am recharging my answer box. Now comes the time in the episode where we rate the movie. Every episode at the end, we rate the film on our rating scale, which is kept culty. Our options are to stay with your family. You just want to be a finder you don't want to go back to earth you're you're fine just finding converted which means you're there on earth you want to find yourself a a mate you've restructured your dna you're good to go and drink of the kool-aid 
you are going to drop being a finder, stay on Earth with uh, Sony and Tommy. You're, you're good to go. Me too. So, Colin, how do you rate Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe? I would say this movie uh, is a is a bit of a hidden gem. It's not to the point where it makes your mind blow up with how shockingly awful it is. But there, there's plenty of stuff that make you shake your head and your, your jaw will drop. Like, think, why did they make these decisions? Who thought this was a good idea? What the hell's going on? Like, we, we've talked about the music. We've talked about uh, the, the editing. We've talked about the acting. Um, all of it preposterous. I, I will say I am converted on this movie but only if you're watching it with someone else. If you're watching it by yourself, it's not nearly as much fun. But if you're with other people, it's a it is a real it's a it's a blast. It's a it's a lot of fun. Um, so Brandon, how do you rate a Braxis Guardian of the Universe? Uh, as I said, I watched it twice because I was you know baffled on some things. Uh, still might be. I'm I'm gonna go with converted here. It's a production mess, and you benefit from it sort of. It's got a lot of head scratching. A lot of things I pieced together in this movie because I'm a fan of Terminator, and said, "Okay, what are they trying to do from Terminator here?" Okay, that. Okay, I guess that's what they're borrowing here from that. Jesse Ventura is kind of funny, listening to him like dedicate himself to this part, because <laughs> you can tell he's trying very hard. But yeah, it's it's really it's weird. It's got some funny choices. It's got some like rough choices. It's like, what the hell's going on here? But my gosh, you, you should see it. You should check it out. Um, I don't know how many views you should give it, but you should watch it with someone else and be like, what the heck is Abraxas? It's a movie that wants to have huge ideas, be this like epic story, and it's not even close. So low-key. I guess they had money for fire and explosions. Uh it doesn't even feel like those things that it was trying to do it fell short because of a money issue, which is unfortunate sometimes. But it doesn't even feel no. like that. It just feels like it was very poorly written. Yeah, it's it's really yeah, it's just weird. I didn't know it existed till now, or till Colin said something about. I think I'd heard you say the title, but I never really went into it. But it's a uh, yeah, it's a really unique thing, and I've seen Terminator knockoffs galore, but this one. Never, you know, stood out. But this guy, um, Damian Lee, who made the movie, is, like, still making movies. Crazy. Are they also Terminator knockoffs? No, I don't think they all are. (laughs) But, yeah, this was the most notable one he also did was Ski School. (laughs) That he did right before Braxis. He's still going. He has a TV movie coming out this year or maybe it already did, called Ice Girls. And he's been consistently directing since... Uh, he had like a five-year, four-year gap at one point. Since 1986, he's been consist- consistently directing stuff. Oh, I'm sure that four-year gap, he was trying to get uh, the sequel to Abraxas off the ground. That's probably could've, what was happening, but it just never could came to fruition. Could it be called Abraxas's? Abraxas's. <laughs> uh, well, it's uh, weird, too. Like This movie has uh, like references... Like Secundus... That has to be a reference to Dune. It's like a planet in Dune. I've, I've never really? heard that name anywhere else. And then the the whole anti-life thing is like a, a DC Comics reference, like uh, Darkseid. It's like a, a thing, 
with him. It's like a DC Comics like creation. Mm-hmm. And the um, answer boxes, they remind me a lot of the mother boxes from uh, the DC verse as like- well. I'll say this, that of the uh, Terminator knockoffs, this is definitely one of the better ones. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that bar's pretty low. But it's, I think it is Entertainment-wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, entertainment-wise. And this one, yeah. I love the tagline, an adventure across time and space. Not really. Oh, you mean like Doctor Who? <laughs> the second time they rip off yeah. Doctor Who? Bring me the Comator. What? I said, bring me the Comator. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing... Deathstalker 2. Since we're starting into our second year, we thought we'd go with a sequel to a film we'd previously done. Since uh, I guess our year two is the sequel to our first year. And we're going back Deathstalking with the 1987 sequel directed by Jim Wynorski. Me too. (laughs) So we look forward to that. Our episode has come to an end. Thank you for sticking around with us. Thank you for listening to us for a year. Those of you who have been here since the beginning, always appreciate that. Appreciate new listeners. Hopefully you'll stick with us through this second year, and we hope to offer you even more fun movies and surprises and hopefully more content in the future. And uh, if you don't, uh, well, it's your choice, but... um... You've got some nerve, yeah. mister. Those of you Abraxas fans who just tuned in for this episode, seriously, stick around. we got other great stuff, you know. <laughs> I want to know the people that found us just because they're an Abraxas person and they like, oh, let's search the internet. We finally tapped into that rich well that is the Abraxas fan base. <laughs> so, uh, we look forward to next time, but first stay tuned for the trailer for Deathstalker 2, the trailer that actually trails. He came back for the adventure. He came back for the romance. But most of all, he came back for the money. You mean you would have helped me without the money? I didn't say that. Deathstalker 2, Duel of the Titans. Where's Deathstalker? Somebody looking for me. Stalker! You came back! By popular demand. He has returned to fight for a fallen princess. It's a matter of life and death. You gotta help me. So begins a long and perilous journey. Many dangers. Witches. Dragons. Let's cut down on the tourist trade. He will be pursued by bounty hunters and assassins. You gotta get up pretty early in the morning to catch the Prince of Thieves. He will do battle with mercenaries. (laughs) Amazons. An evil sorcerer. And a wanton princess. I could just eat you alive. Bones and everything. At the cutting edge of danger. At the brink of civilization. Hey! He will meet the challenge. And at the warlord's fall, thief will become king. Deathstalker 2, Duel of the Titans. Deathstalker? Uh-huh. Is that your first name or your last name? Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. You can find more of Cullen's work on the Creative Zombie Studios Network and on Twitter at my name is Cullen. 
You can find more of my work on whysoblue.com. My Twitter handle is at BTPeters. Our producer is Brad Shoemaker. Podcast edited by Brandon. Theme song, Pink Baby by Happy Elf, found on the freemusicarchive.org website. The movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio, and no infringement is intended. Please join us again in two weeks for our next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Me too. What is the law? I will have no relationship before my obligations as a finder.